0: Good evening, um, it is Victoria Warfel with Hope Service Dogs and with Dream Dogs, along with I've got Jengo and Gypsy in here with me as well, and today, a very special episode, we are talking about what's going on, what's coming up, and more, uh, Rich and I, he had a dental appointment today, I had blood work this morning, and then uh, we went to Sam's to pick up, hi Nicole. Uh, Not to pick up pineapples, but to pick up um, stuff. We have our uh, service drug school this weekend. So we wanted to go up there and pick up, you know, the bulk stuff so we don't have to buy, you know, a whole bunch of packs of some of the stuff to get their fruit and some vegetables as well. Um, We are not only presenting it here at the ranch, but we're also catering it um,
1: with, and we have some uh, support coming in uh, as well, which is really awesome. But yes.
0: We're feeding everybody, and we're presenting, and this is why, guys, why I needed to have it done at the ranch here is because I control everything. But no, seriously, we have everything that we need. Uh, Karen's brought a a van of stuff. She has another van of stuff to bring out for it to to share with you guys, and uh, so we have enough equipment for everybody to work. Uh, We have, uh, luckily, I have a full size fridge, not you know normal people have like with a fridge and then the freezer combo. It's a full only fridge. It's Almost commercial, but it's not. Uh, we have a full-size, standard-size freezer that's just
1: a freezer with an ice maker, and then we have a secondary freezer. Please go to the butcher. So what we're doing, um, you want to hear what the menu is? Every morning, we're going to have an egg bake,
0: um, croissants or bread. You know, we want to have a gluten-free option because I'm gluten-free, so all the egg bakes will be gluten-free. Um, There'll be bread choices. So you'll get gluten bread or gluten-free bread and then jam and butter every morning. So that's gonna be breakfast. We have been hoarding our eggs and not giving them away. Uh, So I think we have at least five dozen eggs per day uh, to use in our egg bake. Uh, We're gonna have fruit out as well and vegetables. So that's some of what we bought today was the fruit and veg uh, for lunch. So it's a four day school, right? And um, we're gonna do barbecue beef with buns and gluten-free buns, Uh, baked beans, potato salad, coleslaw, and potato chips, Uh, taco bar with meat, shells, chips, sour cream, tomato, cheese, lettuce, salsa. We're just going to do his homemade salsa, which is amazing. Uh, Rice, beans, and salad. Uh, Sloppy Joes with buns and gluten-free buns. Salad, potato chips, potato salad, and coleslaw. And then chili and yeah, salad. I already said salad every day. And then that night, that Sunday night dinner out, uh, we're going out to Mexican, which will be super good. It's a super good Mexican place. And then Monday is chili. Homemade chili. Uh, Rice, sour cream, cheddar cheese, onion, um, hopefully some cornbread, if I can get some cornbread. Salad and then some crackers. We're going to have fruit. We're going to have veg. Um, We need to get some other dressings. Um, Making Nicole hungry. Nicole, I I had a low-carb breakfast bowl. Uh, because it's gluten-free and then some hash rounds because they're gluten-free uh after my blood work appointment this morning. And then I had a frozen chine. That's what I'm running on today. Um, and some water and my unicorn. You want to see my unicorn mug? Unicorn mug. Uh, my yeti. Uh so we're gonna do that. We're gonna have coffee, we're gonna get bottled water. Now bottled water is about 40 bottles in a container. And I think we have about 35 people who are going to be here. So I told Regina if they only have three a day, that's still 12 cases of water that we need to have at the house, And he is not believing me for any of this. So it's going to be cooking for a crowd. so uh, Larissa, Finn's owner, um, Larissa's mom is going to come out to um, you know be in charge of the cooking between her and Rich, we can get her done. But it's going to be easy. like some of this stuff is like it's just the prep for it and then get it done. Uh, but that's, that's kind of what the menu. So a lot of times when, really, when you get, he just threw his water buffalo horn across the room. Uh, when you do workshops and all, you get, you know, uh, like Little Caesars pizza because they're $5 pizzas. And we might end up going with some $5 pizzas too. Um, but you get stuff like that. Uh, so we wanted to make sure that we had food. Now the eggs are from our chickens. You know, the beef, if you notice between um, every day, what is it? Tacos, barbecue beef. Um, Sloppy Joe's and chili, everything is beef. I'm sorry, vegetarians eat our big breakfast. Um, fill up on the buns and the veg. Um, but everything, all the beef is from our Angus bull. How cool is that? I bet you've never gone to a workshop where you've had food from the ranch like that. You know, farm fresh eggs and farm fresh beef, um, you know, raised on property. Because, you know, that's just how we roll. Uh, I would love to be there, right, Jeff? It's going to be super. And we're going to do another one. I'll announce it now, but I'm not going to give you the exact dates because um, this is a four-day. We're going to see what all we can get out in four days, and uh, we're going to do another one probably in November. Now, here's some secret special news that Rich and I have been discussing the last few days. Uh, we have to do it outside because it's, there's so many people. Come. I told you, 35 people coming to my house. Um, we have porta-potties coming <laughs> because 35 people come into my house. Um, we have porta-potties, so we have to get the stuff for a man in the porta-potties, right? Um, we we just There's a bunch of, of setup and stuff involved with everything. And uh, we have, where we're doing it is, we have two carports, and they're cement floor, you know, with top, with electricity, carports. So one of them's a 20 by 20, the other one's a 12 by 16, and then there's like a little breezeway between them, okay, which isn't covered. Uh What we're talking about, because we just had two concrete patios poured and the bricks removed from those, and we have one more to do and then we wanna do the sidewalks from the driveway and from the carport to the house, we wanna get that all paved, is maybe extending out one of those carport pads and uh, putting a building on it. So if we put a building on it, we could do workshops, we could do it in air conditioning, so that means time of year won't be an issue, which is why it's in February and we're looking at November. Uh, but we could do it, say October, and just do it in an air-conditioned building, and then it doesn't matter because we're in Florida. Um, so we're looking at those, and then we could also move the breeding program
1: out there a little bit, uh, maybe move some of the dogs. Well, and safe. How much does it cost? Um,
0: oh, that's right. Yeah, I did take it down. You can look at our events and see. I want to say for
1: this one, the four days was seven hundred. especially if it becomes five days. Uh, but there's just so much information
0: because we're doing it nepopo. So what we're doing on, you guys want to know more? I'll tell you more. Um, Friday is the first day, right? And it's this Friday. is in Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Friday, it is all Nipopo. So we're going to talk about Nipopo. We're going to talk about service dogs a bit. Uh, we're going to talk about, you know, why, why Nipopo? Like I've been doing service dogs for 16 plus years. Why nepopo Uh, and then we're going to break it into the different areas of popo. So it's going to be a very book heavy, well, not really book heavy, a very learning heavy day. Um, the dogs get to chill out a little bit. Uh, we are going to start them, make sure that, you know, see how they are with the clicker and we're going to start them on box work. That's our goal for Friday, Saturday. I actually wrote this down. Let me pull it up. So I make sure I get it right. Um, so yeah, clicker and then the box work saturday we're going to go over a bunch more service dog stuff in the beginning uh, including uh you know big red flags that we look for when we work with clients um you know some stories that we have about dogs that we don't work with and dogs that we do work with and one of the nice things is we do have some clients who are coming so they can share how maybe they found us or what they were looking for and then some of the trainers can share some stuff as well possibly uh and then we're going to start with the training you know And we're going to divide up everybody because here's another thing I hate about whenever I go to workshops is so many times you have, say, a dozen working spots, right? Ours, they're all working spots. We have extra dogs here. Uh, We have the three goldens that I'll talk about in a couple minutes. Um, And we have two um, pups in. So we have extra dogs. We have five extra dogs. And uh, we might be able to get six, uh, number six, but we have some extra dogs in to work with. So everybody gets a hands on spot. So we're going to break it into quadrants into quarters, maybe that would be better. We'll break it into quarters. Uh, So everybody will know what when their group is going. Now think about it this way. If there's four groups, right? And then if you're group one, two, three, or four, every 10 minutes, we're going to switch. So take 10, you know, you know, you're going to be on in 10 minutes. So you're going to get your dog ready. You're going to potty your dog. You're going to maybe potty yourself. Um, remember we have porta potties. You don't have to potty against a tree, but you're going to get, get your dog geared up. So whenever it's time, bam, you're over there and you can work your dog for 10 minutes. Because realistically, guys, that's all the dogs can handle for most of them. I mean, yeah, you get some of those high drive Malinois was and those dogs who really love to work. But this is going to be a bunch of stuff. So every hour, every dog can get a turn, which is unheard of in most workshops um, that I've been to at least. So every hour. So what happens is you spend 10 minutes gearing up your dog. You spend 10 minutes working and then 10 minutes de-gearing your dog, right? So while you're working, the next group is gearing up. So when you're de-gearing, the third group is gearing up and the second group is working. Does that make sense? Does it make sense to me totally? And that means, like I said, if we, if we set the timer on our phone for 10 minutes, that means every hour, every single of the 25 working spots there is going to be able to work. That's pretty awesome. And that means that everybody gets a chance to go through. So what we're going to do is we're going to cover, you know, here's how we do sit down, come, play, stay mat, heel, you know, da 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 da. And then they can work on whatever they want to work on in that 10 minutes. Say they're having a hard time with how we teach down or the concept of capturing a down. We can work with them on that. Or say it's time for um, you know, doing some position. So we're teaching heel and side and center and front and back. And and if they're having a problem with that, they could work on that. So that's kind of my goal. We'll see how it happens, what happens actually. Um, but I don't want everybody to have to teach a dog how to sit our way. That's boring, really, guys. Um, that's boring for for everybody because most dogs are going to know sit if they're coming to a service dog workshop, you know. Um, now if they're going to sit here with the cows in the backyard and the goats below them is a different story. Uh, but so you know, we kind of have it organized. So we're going to start with the basic training, and then we're going to get into the service dog skills, you know, like touch, under tug, and all that. And then we're going to get into the tasks. We're also gonna look at the Manners Minder. We're gonna talk about laws. We have two chunks of time to talk laws. Um, and Teresa's coming, she is my co-author on the um, Service Dogs Information You Need to Know book. Uh, we're gonna do the box work, like I said. We're gonna uh, talk about equipment, harnesses, shoes, all that fun stuff. Uh, proprioception, Karen is gonna set up an amazing proprioception course for everybody to do. And that'll be after lunch, aiming on Sunday. Um, Monday morning, we're going to start with our public access
1: test with the Hope Service Dogs public access test. And we're going to go over that. Temperament test. So you can see, because again, Karen
0: has everything for that. Karen likes to be prepared. Uh, But we're going to do that. So everybody can see what the temperament test is like. Plus after lunch, most people want to take a nap. Um, Rich was all upset today that we are not doing, you know, brownies and all that fun stuff. And I'm like, well, we're not doing brownies because um, nobody needs a carb crash. So, yeah, Carrie's coming. Uh, Nicole says, Carrie, you're going to have a blast. Yeah, it's super fun. Sounds like we'll be right at home with the cows and the goats, right? Uh, Yeah, so we're down to three cows, and we have, I think, 11 baby goats on the property right now. So no dogs down with the goats or out with the cows, but you guys are welcome to, um, you know, like, say hi to especially the goats and the chickens. Um, the cows, we got rid of the mean ones. The mean goat and the mean cow are both gone. So that makes it easier, too.
1: Um, but no cow, no dogs. I'm teaching it. Um, we have a giant whiteboard. We have
0: um, goodie bags. Swag bags, that's what I'm calling them. Swag bags that we're making up for everybody. Uh, and then, like, so we just got a case of toilet paper and a case of paper towels. Um, instead of using napkins, we got a whole bunch of everything that we need for it. Cause there's a lot of planning involved with it too. And we're in the boonies, so we're about 15 minutes to a store. So we want to make sure that we're set or it's going to be like, sorry, Charlie, you got to wait a little bit. Uh, with two cows and 12 goats, awesome. Yes, we do have some, um, some guys come and carry and then Barry and Luke and Rich are here as well. Um, I think maybe one, two, three, four with your son—at least four, um, including your son—plus Barry, Rich, and Luke um, for guys. So it is more more female than male, but uh, you know that works too. Because I was going to make the guys pee against a tree if we needed to, <laughs> uh, but I want not do that. We're not that country yet, guys. Um, is there a place for a camper near a place? There is a ton of. Um, RV parking areas, and Jan is coming, I'm trying to remember Jan's last name, and it's not coming to me, let me pull up my roster, so I can see what it is, because she came last year, she stayed here, um, this year she is staying at a campground, Jan, she was one of the first ones, Floyd, so if you know Jan, then um, then yeah, yeah, she is, is uh, staying at a campground. But there's a, there's a number of them. There's a number of RV parks because we're in Florida and there are RV parks everywhere. It's a rule. <laughs> so like I said, we have a lot of information that we're going to cover um, and so much to get out to you guys because people need service dogs all over. And it's hard to find programs who can work with you. And most programs have a two to four year up to a 10 year wait list, Right a 10-year wait list to get a service dog. So what happens is it's perfectly legal and encouraged, God, not really encouraged, but perfectly legal to train your service dog on your own. However, most people who are serious about it do utilize the services of a trainer because they don't know what the heck they're doing. They've never trained a dog before. Most people can't train a dog to sit properly. Um, so that's where if we can help people figure out how to um, you know, how to help people train their service dogs and do it the right way. You know, I've had a service dog for 16 plus years, 17 years. Uh, You know, and from the very beginning, I've been helping people train their dogs
1: and train their service dogs. So I know quite a bit, plus because I use one, you know, You, you know more than. I mean. Arrow my last Malinois, he liked to bite a sleeve like sure I can train a
0: personal protection dog. I can train a junkyard watchdog I, I no I'm not I don't I don't know the ins and outs of that. I can train an IPO champ. How hard is that? Like no that's those are all me being sarcastic if you didn't know that one. No that's just it's it's baloney it's ridiculous and no people training service dogs need to know what they're doing it's not just a matter of the dog listens and like you can have like the dog off leash and stuff um you know somebody i saw some comment on one of the social medias from uh you know oh well my dog's off leash because i pass out and so my dog has to work off leash no baloney you still have to obey the laws you cannot have your dog be working off leash because you sometimes pass out i sometimes pass out my dog is on a leash um, off leash is when they're involved in tasking at the time and staying with you to alert with you does not count for that. It has to be part of the task. And so, you know, is this person trying to deceive? I don't think so. But you know, if, if per, and, and it's somebody, it wasn't a trainer who said this, it was somebody who has a service doc, but maybe their trainer told them that that's how to do it. Well, it's not how to do it. Can you shut the door?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, that's not how you do it. You can't do it that way. You've got to do it the right way. And, uh, and there's a lot, that's one of the reasons why I, <laughs> I begged Teresa to come. Um, she's my law girl and, uh, and we kind of did a impromptu last time we did service dog, um, two years ago and there were so many awesome questions and she's the one who knows the answers. So when people ask me questions, she's the one I go to, like, I know how to train the dog. I know like a lot of this stuff, but I don't know all of it. Uh, Deb says she's so jealous because Loki and her are sad. They were going to come, but something else came up. So she couldn't come um, this time. So she's going to come next time. Uh, Karen says, hi, and she can only be on for 15 minutes. Hey, Karen. Um, Nicole says she's catching up. She's had one almost eight years, right? Uh, And then Jeff, yep, that's what makes it bad for us. It does. You know, so there are some things. um, I just got a call from a woman uh, today. Uh, She reached out to me. And she has a four-year-old dog of a guardian breed that I don't recommend for service dogs who has been an outdoor dog and she wants to make it a service dog. And she needs that classification um, by Saturday. I'm like, that's not going to happen. But what if we could get him in training by Saturday? It's still like, uh, no, like it's going to take two or three weeks for your dog to settle down to see how he does. You know, I have to see how he does around people and around dogs. It's a guardian breed for a reason. So there's a lot. And whereas if I was an unscrupulous service dog trainer, I could say, sure, I'll make him a service dog for you. Pay me
1: $600. And that's not what we're Karen says, Seth and Lucy are doing great. And Lucy is not menstruating yet. So that's our
0: next thing to talk about, Karen, is, is the Goldens. So Here's the whole story on the Goldens, because not everybody knows the the full story. Um, I'm jotting down, so whenever I put this up, I remember what all we talked about. Uh, Gypsy. Gypsy I got from Good Time Goldens in Atlanta, Georgia, two and a half years ago. Well, less than two, she was born two and a half years ago. Got her less than two and a half years ago. Uh, we flew up and we got her. We flew back that night with the goal of turning her into a service dog uh, and of her starting our breeding program. So she has full registration through AKC. And one of the
1: things the breeder had asked is if we could do her, you know, put her, you know, work towards her champion. And, But like, I'll see what I can do. And as I reached out to some friends and reached out to the golden
0: community, I found out that it's about $15,000 is what people spend on average for a golden retriever AKC championship between all the shows and the handler fees and the travel and everything else. Well, I'm not putting $15,000 into an AKC championship. She has way more than that in training on her. But it's just a matter of, you know, This is what I needed is a service dog. And I honestly don't have the time to do AKC Champion, nor to send her on the road whenever she's working for me. So I did not do that. But we did all her health testing. We did her genetic testing a while ago. um, And she passed everything. She's good for that. We did her over the summer. Now, she turned two in August. She turned two, okay? So two years and later, you do their officials. But before two years old, you can do what's called their prelims. So I did uh, Gypsy's hips and elbows, eyes and heart. Now the eyes and heart are fine. You know, like you do that after a year old. So I don't have to, you know, the eyes they want you to redo, I think it's the eyes every year. But like she passed both of them wonderfully. Her elbows were fine and her hips at 22 months old came back as fair through OFA. Now, if you don't know, I've talked about this before. It goes excellent, good, fair, which is where she was, borderline mild, moderate, severe. Okay. And you wanted above the borderline. So she was fair. So, okay. And I talked to the vet, you know, who, who did them because it was in an AKC show. And he said, yep, you could totally breed her. Her hips look great as long as they come back. Um, and he says, even if they don't come back great, sometimes you need new genetics anyway. But I'm like, yeah, but I'm breeding for service dogs as my end goal. And I had a waiting list. I still have a waiting list of people who wanted a gypsy puppy. Okay. So she came, we didn't know when she was going to come into heat. And that's the thing with the hips is because um, the hormones cause the joints to get a little loose. You don't want to do it a month or two before or after they come in or out of heat. So she came into heat end of September, beginning of October. And so, you know, getting her done in June was good because that was four months apart. And then we did her, her adult, because the pregnancy, we bred her on the fair prelims, right? Um we bred her but the pregnancy didn't take, okay? So we did her finals, uh her her officials, her big girl OFAs just as a formality in December. I went up to visit a vet friend of mine and we did her and Candy and Loki and we found out that while yes her elbows are fine and her elbows past her hips went from fair past borderline 2 mild dysplastic in the span of six months. Her hips dropped down two levels and <clears throat> had subluxation, which means it's out of joint. What? This was supposed to be a service arc. So I panicked and I reached out to Melissa um, with uh, Sweethearts Goldens. Now Melissa, uh, she had talked to me this is this is how fun my life is, right? She had contacted me, I want to say in February or March of just this past year. So I've only not talked to her like a year ago it was the first time I met Melissa uh, about service dogs, about breeding gypsy. Um, because she had called she was interested in our online course for service dogs through uh, Dream K9. So it's at learn L-E-A-R-N dot k9 d nine D-R-E-A M. The letter K, the number nine dot com. Learn Dream K9.com. So she had reached out to, and, and we talked and like, I really liked her. She's such a sweet, sweet woman. She is like so nice. Uh, she, you know, like, you know, there's genuinely amazingly good people out there. Yeah. She's one of them. Right. So nice. So, you know, I'm trying to think of, of who to talk to about this, you know, should I do pet hip? Should I wash her? Should I think that maybe they didn't get a good um,
1: x-ray with it? You know, like what's, what's going on? What do I do next? And, and panic, And I went from having, you know, three service dogs over the summer or service dogs in training to, to
0: two. And now I'm down to one who's going to, who's going to be having babies. And so I panic. And so I talked to Melissa and she's like, can I call you? I said, yeah, because I just messaged her. I um, emailed her. So she called me up because Gypsy's puppies, <laughs> hey, while well they were, they're my puppies. They're, they're Victoria Warfel and Richard Warfel's puppies um, through Hope Service Dog, or through Dream Dogs. There we go. I don't know why my car decided to go off. Sorry about that. Um, and they were letting me know my car, the alarm was going off. Rich does that quite
1: frequently. But anyway, so she is, um, she said, yeah, you can get them redone and see. You can try Penhip and see. So we did a pen hip in the beginning of January and got and did uh,
0: submit it again to OFA just in case it was a bad reading or because it's three people's opinions, the OFA, three vets opinions. And sometimes they're wrong. Sometimes the x-rays were like darker or lighter or whatever. Um, no, the x-rays are really good though, because she came back as mild with subluxation. And now one hip is worse than the other in a month. Okay. Pen hip came back as right to the bad side of average. So with that, she's not going to be bred. We need to get her spayed. Okay. So that, that's our goal with gyps now is we're going to spay her. We're not going to use her for our breeding program, but that was going to be the foundation. We were going to take uh, the best puppy uh, from her litter and my parents were going to get her uh, as a guardian home. And whenever she reached of age of two years old, we were gonna do her health testing and those were gonna be Hope puppies because that gives us some time, even
1: if half of them go on to be Hope puppies, that would give us some time to happen. Oh, what are we gonna do? And
0: Melissa, cause I'm thinking, you know, now we have to find another dog and wait another two years Well, Melissa so, oh my gosh, she offered us, if you followed us on, on Facebook or Instagram, you know this part of the story. She offered us uh, two breeding females already passed all their health testing of age and ready to go to donate to hope for a year. So we could breed two litters off of each of the girls and that she wanted to be her contribution just to us. And then she decided to, to send us a mail so we didn't have to worry about doing artificial insemination or trying to find. So we got an unrelated mail and all we had to do was pay transport to get them here. That was it. I was floored. Like, who does this? Who who does this? Like, this was the nicest, sweetest, most thoughtful thing that anybody could do for hope to get at this founding fond, new new um uh, nonprofit started. Okay. So she uh so they came last week. Uh she also even though they have all their health testing, they have hips, elbows, eyes, and heart are what you need for the Goldens. Even though they had all of those, the heart you can do by listening to it through a stethoscope, or you can do an echo. Okay. So that one of the bitches, which is just a female dog, right? Was, um, that she was going to send to us had passed her heart, but she wanted to do it to make sure everything was good. So she did an echo on the dog and it turns out he had uh, she had subaortic stenosis, which you don't want to mess with. And, you know, to train her up as a service dog should be fine, should be. Um, to breed her and start a service dog program, the vet was like, I wouldn't do it. So she she swapped out the dog that we were planning on getting, um, who's already spayed and going to be placed in a pet home. Um, she swapped out for like her favorite dog that she hadn't bred yet. Like this stuff, guys, like this this happens in fairy tales, right? This does not happen in real life, but it did. So we have um, Seth, who's the boy, and we have Lucy, who is coming into heat right now. Um, she's not spotting yet, so that's good, but Seth really wants her to start spotting soon. And we have Ginger, who I have out here. Seth and Lucy are with Karen in Gainesville and with Holstein and with Barry, and uh, they have their love shack there, their, their room, their love room, uh, to get it on whenever it's time. So that means if she comes into heat now, and she gets knocked up the end of February, March, the end of April, she should have the puppies, May, the end of June, the puppy
1: should be going home for the ones who are going home. And for what this means for Hope, because this has been a huge, so if we really don't need heat in Florida, honestly, we don't. Um, like there's three
0: days where it's a little bit chilly. Like that's about it. And we turn the heat on and we're like, look, we have the heat on. We're like up North. Okay. Like we really don't do that, but we do. Uh, so, so if we can get that, that means we can do training out there. We can meet up with clients out there. We can do workshops out there. It means that as the breeding program grows, like we have room for it instead of just more dogs in my house. Um, it also means that, you know, Well, puppies, I still want to stay in here because we have to keep an eye on them. Um, But here's where hope comes in because one of the things that people have been asking me is what separates hope from dream dogs? And the way we were going to do it, okay, how we were going to do it with Gypsy is hope would start with helping owner trainers like dream dogs does and gradually do more and more um, program puppies, okay? Okay that can't happen now because we're looking at if Ginger had, she just had a litter. So she should have one more litter this year. And if um, Lucy is in heat right now, and then she has the babies and then she, she there's a possibility that the very end of the year, she could have another litter. So that's three litters. If Roma has a litter and then candy, who we might donate a puppy or two to hope for that. So that's four litters If each litter might have eight to 12 puppies say 10 puppies, because that's a good average. So we're talking, Hope can have 40 puppies this year. We're not set for 40 puppies right now. Um, so what we could do, sorry about that, guys. Um, that's the fun of doing it live and not being able to pause it. Um, what we could do
1: is twofold is first, we need to focus on the puppies that Hope is breeding, right? That, that, and our trainers. So if you call me up and you say, I want a dog.
0: I don't have a dog and I at all first training up as a service dog, but I need a dog to train up as a service dog and I can do the training and blah, blah, blah. And I live in Florida. If you want a golden retriever through hope, we can work that out through hope. Okay. If you're like, no, I really wanted a golden doodle or I really wanted a black lab. Like I don't have those so that we could kind of help you find the dog and work with you through dream dogs, right? Through hope would be somebody who wants to start with their service puppy. Our program for that is already up on the hope service Dogs.org site, but it is going to be, uh, you can work with us with owner trainers, right? Uh, we're going to find puppy raisers too. Well, we're going to need puppy raisers too. So the puppy raisers will hopefully be able to commit to coming to group classes, at least weekly, would be really nice. If they wanna do it twice a week, I will do group classes twice a week, especially when they're young, um, and then have a, a workbook that, that I had done up and I'm, I'm gonna go in there and really fill it out more. So it could be a standalone book, it won't be, it will just be available to our puppies and our puppy raisers. Uh, so we can get those dogs back, those volunteer puppy raisers. If they can give these dogs an amazing head start, that means when we get the dogs back at, say, a year, if we have that building, we'll have a place to put them. So again, I don't have, you know, 10 puppies at a time running my household. Well, 10-year-old dogs at a time running in my house, um, as we see. Now, the other option for us is to set up a program with the um, with the prisons, do a prison program. But I don't want to do a prison program because I don't want the puppies I'd rather have the puppies in home, especially since we're so close to the villages. And I have never seen so many active retired people as here in the villages. So they can help us in puppy raise. And then we get the dogs back in a year to train up for six to 12 months for people with disabilities. We could place them through Hope. Or if you're living in Florida and you're able to come to group classes, do online course, and you can do that. Um, you know, you can do uh, from puppyhood. You know, we can match you up with a puppy from the get-go, and that means um, the puppy raiser homes would definitely get the females, so we can continue, and that we'll health test everyone. We'll do their pen hips. We'll check their hearts, especially because... Those are two big issues with Goldens, Um, but we'll get all their health testing and the puppies who score the best, who have the best temperaments, will stay for the breeding program. And then the other ones will get, everyone gets um, spayed and neutered because having an intact male and having intact females, you do not need to have intact when you're working a service dog unless you want it for, for breeding. Like, Django is being a brat lately because Candy's in heat. Then when we brought the other one in, Lucian, and she's coming into heat, he was like, I'm
1: ready to go, let me
0: out him. But that's what we're looking at. That's gonna be the difference between Hope and Dream Dogs as well as Hope will only deal with Hope puppies. Now say you breed Black Labs and you wanna donate a Black Lab to Hope, but we have a form that you could donate the Black Lab to Hope, okay? They have to be fully health-tested parents with what the breed recommends, and I get to choose them. So it's none of this... Um, I breed warbles and I want to donate one to Hope because I think they'd be great service dogs. No. Or um, I had one, I breed Rottweilers and the dad is so aggressive. I need training for the dad because he's just so aggressive. And I want to donate you a puppy to Hope. No, 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 no. I don't want that at
1: all. Okay. So here, let me go through and read some of this. for Liquid IV. It is super awesome, and I really like it. So John says, my service
0: dog is for gluten detection. They check all my food and products. I only let go of the leash when they start to check the products or food. His standard alert for gluten is a spin. It's hard to do that holding a leash. No, it's not. You hold the leash up so the dog can spin normally. But yes, when they're tasking, not waiting to task. Uh, So for that, yeah, I would hold the leash up, and I would not do a spin for an alert because If I'm sitting down at a restaurant and I have my dog check it for gluten and he spins and he he can't be tucked underneath the table, Uh, a better alert for gluten is a paw at my leg um, or possibly a lie down because you don't want him to nose it because you don't want him to nose or paw the dish, but he can touch my leg. You can ask him, does it have gluten? You know, is it there? And he can paw your hand, Um, but the spin, ah... and like I said, and if not, you, you can raise the leash up a little bit, because if you're asking at the grocery stores, this gluten, Is like things are labeled gluten-free, so it's going to be mostly the restaurant. Um, or if you're out and you grab something to eat, like say you're at a party with a friend or whatever, and spinning, like if he spins clockwise, it's gluten, kind of clockwise, it's dairy. i I'd refined his, his uh, alert there. Nicole says, yeah, I know a bunch, but not all. A friend got told by her apartment building today that they would let her know if her new service target training will be approved. She turns in her doctor's note two weeks ago. I gave her the local HUD number to get started as 30 days seems excessive. Yeah. Um, That's one too, Nicole. If you want to post in the group um, and just tag Teresa, it's Teresa Jennings. Um, She is my law person. So she knows that stuff. I know it's HUD and not ADA, but Um, but that's, yeah, that's about the extent of it. Uh, did you sedate for the x-rays? Nicole asked, uh, for her prelims, we did not sedate, uh, for the other two. Yes, we sedated for the pen hip. They always sedate. And since she was under, they just shot another one and sent it in. And then, um, my friend who did it, she did sedate. We sedated
1: all of them for it. And, um, Rich was supposed to be holding her and yeah. Uh, Claire's
0: on, hi Claire. See, you could have been coming, Claire. Wait till you listen to it from the beginning and you hear everything that we're going to be doing. And you're going to be like, Hey, I want in on that. Uh, this made me tear up. God, def- the hand was definitely in it, you know? And that's, so yeah, I was talking to Melissa today about breeding. Cause we've never, I've never bred. I mean, Karen who has there right now, um, she has, uh, she has bred before, but the health for all of them, they've passed all of their health testing. The girl's, um, and and Seth, they all have good hips. Remember it's the excellent good fair. So they all have good hips, which is huge. Uh, you need that good hips because you cannot give a disabled person a disabled dog. Not that everyone's gonna always be
1: exactly perfect. You know, I have a friend who got a dog and he got You know, like crap can happen. So like I can't make any guarantee that these puppies will all have good to excellent hips. That's
0: gonna be my goal. And that's why as we're breeding, we want to do, I think we have to do the pen hip. I don't think, I think we'll do both, but I want to really focus on that pen hip, which is way more expensive. Gypsy's pen hips were, I think, $450. And think if we're going to be, be uh, doing a litter at a time to see how good they are, you know, it's going to get expensive, but I think it's money that we need to do in order to have the best program and to have the best dogs out there. And the dogs who don't make it, what are we going to specialize in? We're going to specialize in dysautonomia. Uh, like POTS and neurocardiogenic syncope, which you've heard me talk about before, um, Ehlers-Danlos, uh, mobility and medical uh, issues along with PTSD for veterans and civilians. Okay, so that's because I do a lot of that stuff already and it works, you know, like I'm, I'm good at that. And because I have this autonomia and I have Ehlers-Danlos, as far as I'm aware, there's no organization that that is their main focus and I'm pretty passionate about it. I got diagnosed at 19. That was over half of my life. I've, I've known about the the dysautonomia bit of it, but guess what, guys? The internet, okay? Think of the internet over 20 years ago. 24 years ago, right? It wasn't what it is now. Uh, so it was really hard to get information, and there was no sense of community, and now there is, which is fantastic. Like, I love it. It's what we needed. Um, but my service dogs have helped me so much. And because of them, I'm able to lead a quasi-normal life. You know, I didn't have one today with me because we were, we had the Jeep. Well, I had Django. Django actually went to the doctor for the blood draw today. And it was his first time at the doctor's. First time getting a blood draw with him. So we're practicing in the lobby, working on downs, and our unders, you know, under my legs, downs, um, putting his head down, backing up. We're working on all that. They call us back there. The woman kind of looks at him. I mean, he's a Malinois, right? She kind of looks at him like, mm-hmm. so I got to sit down. Well, she had to come over on my uh, left, but she was
1: going to draw from my right. So we, we stepped away so she could get what she needed. Cause she had the stuff over on my left. And then she sat me down and she had to make a fist. And I knew it was coming. So I, I, what do you do
0: whenever you, I don't want to tense up, right? So, <laughs> and, and I did not even feel a prick. Like she was amazing. That's the second time I've had blood done at the doctor's office. I never want to go anywhere else. These girls are, um, women are amazing at blood draws. Whereas we used to do Quest down the road here and, and they're good. They're not that good. So, so then Django, when Rich went to the dentist then, and then we were going to stop at, Uh, Sam's, and we knew we were going to fill up the Jeep with stuff. You know, it'd be different if I had a Suburban. I totally would have taken him, but I didn't. Um, I don't yet. Uh, So we, um, I I left him here, and it was so weird to not have him. I mean, I had my wheelchair, and it was fun zipping around Sam's Club. But, uh, you know, it's not the same without your service dog. And, you know, then Rich wanted to go out to eat. and I'm like, we can't go out to eat. So if you heard what sounded like a leaf blower, that was him blowing off we've got to get the house ready. You know, so we got the, the fencing up that we needed. We got the two concrete patios poured, you know, we need to get the carport cleared out, which it was not cleared out. So he's been working on that and we need to get up the, the table and chairs all set up. So everything is all set for Friday morning. Cause we can't be scrambling around Thursday and Friday on some of this stuff. So, so that's what he was doing out there. But, you know, we knew that we were going to have a full Jeep. And after we loaded it up, I'm like, we could still get some more stuff in here. We can go back in. And he goes, nope, that was enough. <laughs> He's like, I'll come back later tonight if you want me to with the truck and get more. But um, that's what I was doing here as I was checking to see Walmart prices versus Sam's prices because I can order both of them online. So we can see if we have to because it's about 45 minutes to get up to Sam's and it's only 15 to get to Walmart. So, okay. So... Revival Health, Claire says, uh, Revival Animal Health Online. Let me write that down. Revival Animal Health Online. Uh, everything you need for plus supplements for pregnancy, and great customer service and great educational articles. Okay, awesome. Um, I'm glad. Thank you, Claire. Any advice? Uh, like whelping boxes, I'm sure um, Revival will have like should we buy a Dora Whelp one, or should we make one, um, because we want something good? But I don't need to transport it all that much because it'll be here at the ranch. Uh, and then Karen will probably have one there. We have Puppy Culture. Um, I, it's been recommended to
1: look at Abba Dog too, but everyone knows Puppy Culture, and so that's where we decided to start with. So we have it. We just need to go through it.
0: Here we go. The okay. so Dream Dogs. Another question is still the larger is the larger training company, but Hope. Service dogs bred by y'all and go through the training either with you or an owner. Yes. Yeah. So dream dogs is still dream dogs right now is, is paying for hope, but hope has to become self-sufficient and able to pay because right now I'm paying volunteer. I'm paying staff to work hope dogs, right? I don't want to pay staff to work hope dogs. I want hope to be able to pay staff to work hope dogs. Okay. Not, not me pay them. So,
1: um, so yeah, but hope service dogs will be bred by us. Oh, I need a, a service dog. I live in Florida. I've got, you know, here EDS part.
0: Uh, I've got EDS. I have dysautonomia. I have MS. I have um, fibromyalgia. You know, I have a medical or mobility disability. I have diabetic alert. I I or diabetic. I have diabetes. I have um, celiac. I have a severe gluten um, intolerance or allergy. It has to be disabling. But yeah, if if you live here, you can get over to us for group classes, for private sessions, for Online stuff for boot camp stuff. Yes, yeah, we can work with you that way through Hope with the Hope Dog, um, but we will only work with you if, you if you through Hope if you have a Hope Dog because it's a higher washout rate, you know. Uh, and while Dream Dogs, you know, we charge way less than normal. Our highest program, I'm going to say, sixty-five hundred. Whereas, you know, if you look at everything that goes into a dog for two years, it's it's fifty thousand easy peasy guys. And the problem is like, who has $50,000 to spend on a service dog? I mean, yes, it helps your life tremendously, but still, you wonder how much my ho- first house cost? It was at, a, I think it was about 2,000 square feet. It was a four bedroom, one bath, uh, huge living room, uh, dining room, huge, nice kitchen, um, only one bath, a huge laundry room. Uh, it cost me 55,000 is what I bought it for. And here's service dogs worth as much as that first house. It was in Kentucky. Uh, so M also said, is the EDS part of that dog's help with mainly mobility and response if there are subluxations? Correct, yeah. So you can do the mobility, uh, the forward momentum pull, the brace, the counterbalance, uh, the the transition, the transport from wheelchair to chair, right? Um, remind you to take your meds. Uh, let you know if an alarm goes off. Uh, the deep pressure therapy, right? Um, if there are subluxations, so say my hip goes out, um, say so my knee goes out, uh, to be able to ride the DPT on there, to prov- to be able to lay next to you, to give you that warmth, like a portable heating pad that is always with you uh, for that. And and there are more that's off the top of my head. Uh, but that's that's a lot of what I'll do for the EDS. Um, this autonomia, same thing. Um, this will make sure that we do across the lap and into your stomach to help because I don't wear of the compression hose because there's no way I'm wearing compression hose. Um, it's Florida and I pass out in the heat. So that helps to prevent blood from pooling in your stomach. Because if blood pools in your stomach, then there's less of it in your head, which is where it's supposed to be. So the, the, um, the dog laying on you that way works to, same as compression hose, okay? Um, for that, we'll also do underneath your legs. So if I'm sitting or lying down, this is one of mine, this is one of my favorites. Um, If I'm sitting or lying on the ground, underneath my legs to get my legs up in the air to get the blood out of my legs into my head. Now, here's the fun thing about
1: dysautonomia is in patients with dysautonomia, you can have um, people have. Now, you don't have three times the amount of blood, period, in your body
0: to make up for that. So that means that where is all that blood coming from? (laughs) Yeah, right. So we'll do that. Um another one that's that's mine, like that's mine, is under the legs. Another one that's under mine that I really like is uh oops pick up is what I call it. Because what happens if you drop something? For me, I say oops. And what that is is that's the cue for gypsy to come over, pick something up, and give it to me. And Django's trying to start to do it, except he keeps dropping it. So he picks it up and I, I go to take it. And he doesn't put it in my hand, he just drops it and then he. So that's Rich built me the take and hold. Well, Autumn built me the take and hold. Um, so I can work him on that because he can't be doing that. That's annoying. Um, Claire says, Welping Box has messaged me some info, lots of different things you can do. Thank you, Claire. Uh, cool. Wish I could have been there this weekend. She says it would be um, it will be amazing. Yeah. Um, so M says, I, oh gosh, I know. I'm looking into grants and see if I can get insurance to cover any of the costs. So one of the nice things too, M um, with uh, hope and why... Why don't I just do all this through Dream Dogs, right? I could sell the puppies and it could benefit me instead of benefiting Hope. I could train the dogs and it would benefit me instead of benefiting Hope. But the reason is because because of this, right? With Hope, Hope is a 501c3. Here's the other thing with Hope. We didn't start really working through Hope until we were legit through Hope, which some people are like, well, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, I, I can work legit through Dream Dogs, right? I don't have to work legit through hope, but what we wanted to do was have a 501c3 so people can raise money and get that tax-deductible donation, and we can hopefully get some grants. We can get some um, sponsors. So, M, if you... Uh, message me, M, You know, if you are if you live in Florida, if you're interested, um, let me know because, you know, that could be a nice way to cover it is grants,
1: uh, insurance, or um, fundraising. And yeah, it's work. It's a lot of work to do fundraising. Hey, okay. I'm a 501c3 training up service dogs for so people. where my money be?
0: Um, even though I put it out in the universe, right? Right, Sue? Put it out in the universe, and, and uh, hopefully the universe will hear you and respond. Uh, you know, we do need fundraising, we do need sponsors. Uh, and if you look at HopeServiceDogs.org, we have a bunch of stuff already going. We have Patreon support, so people can sponsor puppies. They can help, um, and they get things in return, like, such as, for instance, our Hope Service Dog stickers, magnets, our um, hands-free leash, T-shirt. We have Teespring. You can get the link. If you go to HopeServiceDogs.org, scroll all the way to the bottom.
1: That should be all our links right there. The Donate link, Make a Donation Takes, you can donate through Venmo, Um, we have some fantastic t-shirts and the purple ones. We got the
0: purple ones up so you can show your support and wear a t-shirt. We get money back from that too. So that's really nice. Um, we have some other things that we want to do. We haven't got to yet. Um, but, but that's what we have going right now. So buy a t-shirt to to support, show show your support, right? Like you get the awesome logo. You saw this logo, right? Autumn designed this. Autumn is going to be world famous someday. Um, and I just found out, this is such great news. I haven't even told Rich and Luke this yet. And I don't think Autumn listens to our podcast here. Um, so she does this art that's amazing. Like she is so good at it. And she, uh, her stuff's going to go in one of the local comic book stores. Not local, local, but like Central Florida local comic book stores. Her original artwork. How fantastic. I am so happy for her. Uh, because that's that's like, that's your dream, right? Like I want you guys to live your dream. I want her to live her dream. So Em says, okay, thank you. I'm diagnosed with hypermobility and a non-specific connective tissue disorder. So I'm always curious about EDS uh, flavored things. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's, that's what we're looking at right now. So we've got the dogs. They're amazing. They're, they're, they're settling in, you know, it was hard. They left snow and they came here to like 80 degree weather, <laughs> which is good. But, uh, but yeah, so we have, we have them like everything's going to be amazing. We had enough money to cover getting them here uh, because we had to switch dogs. We paid for the Echo, and then we had to pay for the health certs to get them here because transport needed them. I've never transported a dog before. You know, I flew up and got Gypsy, and I drove and got Django. I, well, no, I actually, I paid for Candy to come. That was a hassle. I wouldn't do that again unless I really needed to. But that was a pain importing from, from uh, Europe. She flew out of check. She's a Serbian dog who flew out of check. But that was a pain. But yeah, so that's what we're doing is we have the school and then mid, I think the 14th to the 21st, we're going to be in Missouri, Rich and I. So Karen's going to come and stay here with all three goldens and I will take my golden, if I can, to Missouri for Nipopo Silver. Then after that, we'll look at puppy culture and do taxes. So see, that's kind of how I have things organized is by dog stuff. Uh, I'm looking at setting up a... A Mipopo school uh, workshop, a three-day workshop, not on service dogs, just on pet dog stuff. A Mipopo workshop up in the panhandle of Florida in, um, I want to say July we're looking at. and That'll be inside in the air conditioning. Uh, and we'll only have, I want to say, 10 working spots. And I think five audit spots, spectator spots. So, so we have that going. Uh
1: so yeah, so we're we're busy this year. We've got a lot going. Dream Dogs is alive and well and kicking, guys. Dream Dogs isn't going anywhere. We'll we'll not get better. We'll get more known. Uh we'll grow. Uh we
0: need volunteers. I don't care where you are in the country, you can volunteer. What can you do? Edit pictures, you know, make Instagram post stuff. I've got ideas, but I can't do everything contact people for sponsorships. Like I'll get you in touch with our fundraising person. Um mm-hmm. So even if you're disabled and you can't get out of bed, you can still make phone calls, hopefully <laughs> send emails, all the good stuff. But, uh but we have a, a great team to get us started, you know, to get hope started. And it's just going to grow. It's going to be amazing guys. I told you 2020 is going to be an amazing year. And I hear goats outside. We have 11 goat babies. Mm-hmm. Um, Two of them are just gorgeous. and Well, more than that. There's, there's a number of them that are just gorgeous, but one of them, two of them were just born, and one of them, like the boy, is like what I want. So we're going to change out our, our stud goat, our, our daddy goat, um, for one of the other ones. So but he's my favorite goat. He's kind of a jerk. He reminds me a little bit of a Malinois. He's too smart for his own good. So, you know, we have chain link fencing. You know, the U shape, the horseshoe shape chain link fence thing. He will go and he will butt it open with his nose, which is why we had an escape goat party yesterday is he open up the gate and let everyone go on a walkabout. Yeah. He's kind of a jerk like that, but I kind of like him. Um, so, so yeah, puppy culture was amazing for my service dog and training said Jennifer. Um, when I got her, she was so socialized. I barely had to do anything other than continue on. So yeah, that was one of the, um, we did, we do have a contract with the breeder with Melissa and she said that, you know, she she wants some raised puppy culture. So we're already planning early neurological stimulation, um, puppy culture, and starting them in nipo before they hit eight weeks old. So they should go home with the socialization, that early stuff done. The early neurological stim, I want to say is the first two weeks, like two or three days to like 14 days old. Um, the puppy culture, and then um, starting around four weeks old for the nepopo but really, because you But yeah, we're going on Neepopo, so they should have a strongly loaded clicker. Um, They should be happy, socialized, good dogs, you know? Um, I saw Melissa had added me to one of her Facebook groups for Ginger's litter, because her litter would have about a month ago. And oh my gosh, these dogs were the cutest things ever. So think about it. Golden Retriever puppies, guys. Little fluffy butts. And we need fluffy butts. We totally need fluffy butts. Uh, so, yeah, so that's that's what we're doing. Coming up, we have the school, service dog school. We have the puppies. Uh, we have me Popo again in March. We're doing
1: it with Rich. The first two weeks of April, I'm going over there with Karen for one of the weeks, and then she's coming back, and i be there, too. Um, and then the beginning of July, Rich and Karen are going
0: to Rich's Gold School. And I'm probably going to stay here unless, depending on what's going on, if I can get somebody to watch the dogs for us and watch the ranch, I will head over to Gold School too. Um, Luke has to get his driver's license at some point this year. Um, He is doing his last course right now, which is a math course that he had put off. Um, So he's doing that. I think he's in second semester right now. Um, He's doing it, you know, at his own time. So, you know, he had uh, Chinese was a hard class to take. But I told him, you know, like, there's no, like, you must be graduated on, like, June 18th. Like, it doesn't matter. Uh, so take take whatever you want to take. If you want to take Chinese two or three, like, take them, you know. Do what you want to do. And he's like, I'm ready to be done. Like, yeah, I know how that goes, too. Um, I love Goldens. You'll have fun. Thank you, Claire. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. Um, so, yeah, so that, that's, that's what we've been doing. That's what we're going to be doing. Uh, it's going to be a busy year. And then September, we go to IACP conference. Um, (coughs) And then, like I said, we'll plan another service dog school in November, unless we get a building up, which might be next year's thing to get a building up instead of this year's thing, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. But if you're interested in volunteer uh, puppy raising or going to Retriever Puppies, because there will be some for sale as well. Uh, you know, to on out how many volunteer homes we have and everything else and how big of a litter she has. Uh, we will have some available for sale and then for um, owner trainers too. Okay. So, so we do have that, uh, like I so said, programs and everything we have up on the HOPE site. Uh, let me know if you have any questions. And then I will see you guys. i double dp So I-A-C-P. Yeah, I uh, International Association of canine Professionals Conference is in Clearwater this year. So yay, I just have to drive it. Um, don't know which dog I'm going to be bringing. Maybe bring a couple of the puppies. That'd be fun. Um, and then um, Yeah, yeah. So that, that's when that is. So we're, we're going to go to that one. Uh, hopefully we won't have puppies on the ground. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, but yeah, and then Luke, for the first in six years, I think he is not. We didn't buy him a ticket to the conference. He wants to just go and hang out at the beach for a week, well, four days. So I said okay. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Hi, Ann Jeanette. And then Kristen said, "Are you interested in having kids come out for socialization for the pups?" Yes. Oh yes. Yeah. I mean, it's whenever it's time. Um, you know, for it, when, but yeah, 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 Kristen, whenever, whenever it's time, and I put a shout out for, for socialization people, yes, I would love for your kids to come out, and any littler ones that you know of, because I don't know a bunch of littler kids, and hopefully some of, some of my awesome friends will share their children with me, <laughs> I'll tell you, it was easier whenever Luke was little, because I'm like, yeah, I have a kid here, he's like six, he's like seven, he's like eight, you know, whenever he was those ages, Um, so that was, that was easier than now when I'm like, he's like over six foot tall.
1: Sorry. That's, that's the closest that I have to a kid. Thanks for breeding with me. Uh, first off,
0: that would be fantastic. And then, uh, you know, as we do, uh, litters in the future too, maybe we can, uh, use your handsome boy there. Um, cause, cause yeah, it's, it's health, man. After Gypsy with the hips and then Loki's hips, we were going to use her to breed, him to breed, uh, one of the litters, uh, him, his hips aren't, aren't what we want. Uh, aren't what we were expecting. Um, Deb's still dealing with, with that, uh, realization. Uh, so, so yeah, so poor Gypsy, she'll just get to be an aunt, an auntie dog, not a, uh, not a mama dog but that's okay, she could be antigoats into a whole bunch of puppies, and Roma puppies, and golden puppies, and and that'll be super fun, okay? So I'm gonna go, because it's getting dark outside, I wanna go see where Rich is, and I need to relax, I need to put my feet up, because then I get to do too dizzy. And Jeanette says she's showing in the international ring this week, and that's awesome, congratulations, have fun. Did they say break a leg in the show world? If so, break a leg, if they don't say it, then don't break a leg. But good luck with it all. You'll help however. Thank you, girl. Okay, so I will see you guys next week and let you know how the service dog school went. So I might be like half dead, but it'll be good. Okay, I'll talk to you. Don't forget to give us that five-star rating for our podcast. Subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any episodes. And be sure to tell your friends.